Welcome to your Friday episode of Max Sports. We had a hockey game last night. We had a basketball game last night. Before we get into those and share where I think those series are going to go, we got some contender versus pretender in the NFL. I'm going to be taking teams that won playoff spots last year and see if they are contenders again next year or if they are pretenders. Let's get into your Friday episode one day away from the weekend. Let's get it started off right. So, what are some of my rules for the pretender versus contender games? Well, to start things off, if you won the division, you will still be in. If you are one of the top 10 picks in the draft, you most likely will not be in the contender versus pretender, unless you are maybe a team that had multiple picks like the Eagles or Seattle or Detroit. Um, Sorry, Arizona Cardinals, already been eliminated. I know I always rip on them, but someone has to, so... We'll be starting with the AFC, uh, Buffalo Bills, pretender or contender. Now, my definition for contender is going to be a contender for a playoff spot, not a championship. So if I throw the label contender over a team that you don't think can lift the Lombardi, I am talking about making a playoff spot. Okay, so Bills contender obviously they've proven it the last several years that they can not only make it to the playoffs but usually win the first round game now i do worry about their longevity because i feel like they have started to slouch over the last couple of years and while they've still won their division by multiple games every year since josh allen's really emerged as a star in the league i i am starting to worry about their age how their team is built i'm not sure it necessarily is built for a Super Bowl run. Some people might not agree with that, but they don't really have an offensive line. They don't really have a run game and their defense is getting older. My my viewership, you can you can change your views on it, but hey, I still think that they are going to I think it's going to be them or Miami that probably wins the division. Maybe the Jets could could really push, but I'm taking the Bills first. Speaking of that division, Miami Dolphins, I think they are a contender. Tua missed several games last year due to terrible head injuries. Honestly, if he plays the entire season, they probably get to 11 or 12 wins. On top of it, they probably defeated the Bills in the wildcard round. I really like this Dolphins team, and it, it, it all comes down to Tua staying healthy and that defense, those veteran pieces that they traded for, like Bradley Chubb and Jalen Ramsey, really stepping up. Like them as a contender. New York Jets. I see them as a contender. This will be tough because the AFC, there's going to be a team that you think could make the playoffs that will be missing out. I'll I'll have several teams that I think of, but there are going to be several that might miss out and you go, wow, how did that team miss the the entire postseason? Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to be an immediate upgrade over this Jets team. It's a very simple thing as well, where it's you wonder the veteran addition of Aaron Rodgers added to this Jets team, how many more wins would they have had? They were they were seven and ten without him. So and they had probably some of the worst quarterback play in the league. Their total offense to defense differential, they only gave up 20 more points than they scored. And that was with their absolutely atrocious quarterback play of Zach Wilson, Mike White and Joe Flacco. I have a hard time believing that they will do that again with Aaron Rodgers. I do have some concerns just with his age and his durability. You already heard that he had tweaked his ankle in practice. He's not a young buck by any means, but I still think that they are a contender. 
on to the AFC North. Bengals contender. We'll keep it short. Joe Burrow's still on his rookie deal. They have all their pieces coming back. They have probably the best receiving core in football, and their defense is still solid, even though losing some of their secondary. I think they are the favorite to repeat and win the division again. Baltimore Ravens contender if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy. I like them to steal a wild card spot potentially as well. Honestly, when it comes to the wild card, Miami, New York, and and Baltimore could be the three that steal those wild card spots. I like them a little bit more than I like the Chargers if they stay healthy, and I like them a little bit more than teams like Tennessee or or Indy or Houston. I think that the Ravens are a team that could win divisions if they weren't in the AFC North. So I do like the Ravens. Pittsburgh Steelers, pretender. Oh, it's the first time I've dropped that one. While I do like Mike Tomlin, I do like a lot of pieces on the Steelers. I think their secondary has some flaws. They did lose Cam Sutton and replace that with some vets. I I don't know. I don't, I don't think that they really fixed their secondary um, amazingly. Uh, they, they have some good pieces. Obviously, TJ Watt's probably one of the best pass rushers in all of football. They have some solid weapons on offense. Uh, it all comes down to if Kenny Pickett can step up and be a real franchise quarterback this year, not just a developmental guy. But that is my thought on the Steelers. I think with their coaching and their experience – They'll probably still stay around 500, but when it comes to truly being able to win those close games late in the year, uh, I don't know if they'll be able to win enough to get into the postseason. Cleveland Browns. It's tough. This was probably going to be one of the hardest ones for me in the AFC due to the fact that we don't know how they're supposed to be. Deshaun Watson was not fully there. Um I mean, they added some weapons. They added a full season of Deshaun, not just, you know, two-thirds of a season with Jacoby Brissett and then Deshaun. Unfortunately, and this is how I'm feeling as of today, not what I've said before, not what I've said in the past. I'm saying this today. I think, as of right now, they are a pretender. I think they are a team that will hang around 500. I think maybe if they get a couple, couple games to go their way, the only problem is I feel like they're in a gauntlet. The weird thing about the AFC North right now is I feel like almost I, I feel like any team in that division, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore, I think if you put them in the AFC South, I think they could honestly win it. And that's with Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville. That's how how much little faith I have in the AFC South. But I I unfortunately the Browns aren't in that case. They have a very tough division. I feel like any game they play, home or away, against a divisional opponent could be a loss. And that's not something necessarily you rip on them for. It's just the fact that you have teams that have been to the Super Bowl, you have MVPs everywhere, and then you have Pittsburgh, who just never has a losing record. So that is where I'm at with the AFC North. On to the AFC South, Jacksonville, contender easily. Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback, and they had the best record last year. Tennessee, pretender. I think that they are in a long rebuild coming up soon. I do not like the Titans at all next year. I think that they have some good veterans. Jeffrey Simmons, obviously, their defense is solid. But name me who are they actually going to be throwing the ball to. Uh, Traylon Burks, he did not impress me much last year as a rookie. Unless he really explodes and becomes a top 15 receiver, I don't know what the Titans are really going to do on offense outside of run with Derrick Henry. 
Colts and Texans. They are not contenders. I think they are both pretenders. Easy way to say, I think they're still a year away. They only had three and four wins, respectively, and I think that they desperately need to develop their quarterback for a year before we start talking about contenders. On to the AFC West. Chiefs, easy said, contender. On to the Chargers. I'm going to say that they are a contender. I like them a lot. I think that Justin Herbert really needs to take a step up. I think their offense... Uh, desperately needs to take a step up as well. I like the fact that they address the wide receiver position despite some criticism. I have been one to think that Keenan Allen, while he is always going to be a very solid receiver, he has lost a lot of his speed and athleticism that made him a very dangerous receiver early on in his career. I think it's a good idea for them to move on from him and really get uh, Quinton Johnston And even if he's not the number one receiver day one, adding depth there, especially for a very injury-prone receiving core. The thing that I worry about with the Chargers is coaching. I don't think that Brandon Staley's really proved himself as an elite mind in the game. And I think a lot of times he's costed their team big games. I think they have the talent. It's if they have the coaching. On to the Vegas Raiders. Pretenders. I didn't like their quarterback moves with Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr. I thought, honestly, that's a coin toss on who I'd rather have each day of the year. Maybe you feel different about one or the other. Honestly, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get you the same amount uh, of play as uh, Derek Carr. Now, he might fit a little better because it's Josh McDaniels and they've worked with each other before, but that doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to enjoy this or think it's going to be productive. I don't like Josh McDaniels as a coach. And while I do like some stars like uh, Devontae Adams, I I don't trust the defense of the Raiders much. And uh, again, I I think it comes down to coaching with this one. I don't think Josh McDaniels can outcoach Andy Reid. I don't think he can outcoach Sean Payton. So Vegas Raiders, pretender. Denver Broncos, contender. I like them a lot as well. And this is where I said in the AFC, it could get, it could be a bloodbath, honestly. I mean, you got the Jets, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Steelers, maybe the Browns, um, maybe one of these younger teams in the South comes up, Indy, Houston, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. I just named like eight or nine teams right there, and none of them were teams that won the division last year which means we could have four, five teams that are built for playoff contending that aren't going to make it. And that can't be really said in the NFC. So it's just crazy how deep that conference is right now and how much of a bloodbath it is. But despite that, the Broncos are contenders. I think they have the coaching advantage. Sean Payton is one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. I do like the thought of Russell Wilson having a bounce back season I don't know what they would do if he doesn't because whew, I, I got to think that he's better than what he was last year. They should have a better run game. They have some weapons, and their defense is always solid. But out of all the teams that I have named of, of contenders, uh, the Denver Broncos had the worst offense in the AFC last year. Yes, they scored fewer points than the Houston Texans and the Colts. They need to turn that around. They need to get the run game going. And Russell Wilson has to start cooking again. Let Russ cook. All right, we're going to go on to the NFC after this quick break. (laughs) 
All right, if you are a fan of the show, but you want to add a little more to it, whether you want to add comments to it, hear extra posts, get a little bit more content, check out my Facebook page in the bio of my Spotify. That is a link to send you right over there. You can check out random posts I share. I've sent some videos, clips. I also ask you if you're a fan of mailbag segments and want to share your thoughts on the show to send them there, and I'd be more than happy to read them off. I did that in a recent episode. I would love to be able to do that more often as well. So if you're a fan of the show and want to add to it, feel free to check out the Facebook page in the description. All right, folks, and we're moving on to the NFC. Well, I'll help you out here. I think there's going to be a lot more pretenders than contenders. So Eagles, contender, easily. I think they're the favorite to run it back next year. And now that can always be said for a team that represents the NFC for a championship. I think that this is a very solid pick right now. Now, the one interesting fact about the NFC East is that I can't remember the last year it happened, but it almost never, almost never is back-to-back years where a team wins it. Think of it. Last year, it was Dallas. Years before that, it was Commanders. Years before that, it was Eagles. Like, it can it can go back and forth. And net teams never win it back-to-back. So, I like the thought of the Eagles still repeating it, and they are definitely contenders. But they're going to have to go against history here and really try to flip the script. The Giants and the Cowboys both look like teams that think of themselves as contenders. I'll be giving my thoughts on that in a second, but uh, they're going to have a tough division to get through if they want to keep a similar record next year. Next, contender, Dallas Cowboys. I think the Cowboys easily are the best competition to the Eagles. I think the only weakness for them is their road record. Last year, they only went 500 on the road, where you could say even if they won an extra game or two on the road, they would have been able to maybe jump the Eagles. Problem with it, though, is the Eagles went 7-1 and one on the road while the Cowboys went 4-4. Four and four. I think that that could be a weakness, and I do also view that as a weakness, knowing that if the Eagles win the division, the Cowboys are pretty much a coin toss team on the road, which is not a great thing to think of when it comes to playoff time. So that is another worried thing I have for them. Next team, New York Giants, pretender. I don't think that they are going to make the postseason next year. I think that they could improve as a team, but I think that they punched above their weight class last year. Daniel Jones will be the worst or a worse quarterback in most of his divisional matchups outside of Washington. I think the team punched above their weight class. They overly rely on Saquon Barkley to get the ball down the field. And unless Daniel Jones steps up and becomes a 22 to 25 touchdown guy, I'm sorry, I don't think that he's cutting it at the next level. I don't think he is an impact player by any means. Yes, they added Darren Waller, and yes, they shot Kenny Galladay out of a cannon. That doesn't mean that their offense is just magically going to be fixed, though. I do like their defense, and I do like where it's going. Despite their defense being solid, though, they still gave up the most points in their division. Something that isn't really going to help you win games right there. So, when it comes to the Giants, I think that they will miss the postseason and will be pretenders. Commanders, pretenders. I think that Ron Rivera has probably got the hottest seat out of all coaches right now due to the fact he's been there too long. And this measly 500 record won't look great for new ownership. I don't see it happening. On to the NFC North. We're going to start with the team that won the division last year, Minnesota Vikings. I will say contender. 
this might be a hot take for some people because the Minnesota Vikings were a team that uh, had a lot of close calls last year. We'll say it that way. They gave up a ton of points. They, they honestly, their defense gave up more points than the offense could even score. Um, there were a lot of games they looked really, really bad in. Yes, they won it, but they looked atrocious in the Colts game last year. Um, they looked atrocious against the Eagles on primetime football. I don't think Kirk Cousins is getting any better. They're most likely going to be cutting Dalvin Cook, and they've been moving pieces on their defense all offseason to save money. Despite that, I still think that they have a chance. They have Justin Jefferson, which is probably the best receiver in football right now. I like the Vikings to still contend. I think that they could maybe sneak into the wild card with a 9-8 and eight record. Next, Detroit Lions contender. I think that they are the favorite to win this division, and I think the expectation should be that. They have probably the best quarterback in the division now in Jared Goff, or at least the most proven quarterback. I think that they'll have the best run game as well with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs behind that great offensive line. I think they have a solid receiving core despite Jamison Williams' suspension, and I think their defense is going to be much improved on from last season. I think that they have a better coach than other people in the division right now, and I think that they are built to win this year. Maybe I'm a homer. Not trying to. I truly believe it. Trust me, if you don't, I've been a Lions fan my entire life, and I've been very, very solid with expectations. I thought that this year they were going to be like, or last year they were going to be a seven to eight win team, and I was just going to be happy with it. They seem to have beat my expectations, almost made it to the postseason. So I will be honest with you guys when it comes to my team. Uh, sometimes I like joking around, but I, I am being honest with you. I'm not going to be over the top thinking that the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think that that's going to be the case for them. I could see the Lions, their ceiling being. Um, a home playoff win and winning the division. So maybe they beat Dallas or something like that and go to the divisional round. Um, that's about what I see the Lions being next year, but that is a huge improvement. And I think that that is a bigger ceiling than any other team in the NFC North. Next, Green Bay Packers. This is a tough one for me, and I've had a lot of opinions on the Packers. Oh, the rebuild's quicker done. Oh, don't be surprised if so-and-so gets moved on from. I'll say this way. The Packers, I think this year, are not a contender. So we will say pretender. However, I could see them still hanging around with an 8-9 or 9-8 record with Jordan Love. I think on top of that, between all the picks that they got for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, they are going to have a lot of draft capital in the upcoming years to really rebuild this team around Jordan Love. It all comes down to him and how ready he is to take the reins as a starting quarterback in this league. Obviously, I think he's ready because what else has he been doing on the bench for three years? But I still think that the Packers are maybe a step behind, just a half a step behind the Vikings and the Lions this year. Finally, Chicago Bears. I'm only saying this because I've seen a lot of talk about and a lot of hype about the Bears. Pretender. Until I see Justin Fields look more like a quarterback than a running back, I don't necessarily believe in the Bears. Now, he could have a huge Josh Allen jump where a lot of people joke that Josh Allen was just a running back, and then all of a sudden he comes out and he's whipping the ball all over the field. Until I see that, though, I am not going to pick the Bears to maybe pick more, win more than maybe six or seven games. Fields is a very solid quarterback, but I almost view him as a sports center top 10 quarterback. What does that mean? 
Well, it means that he makes a very cool highlight play that makes the Sports Center top 10. But when it comes to actually winning things, winning games, closing out games, making easy passes to win, he does not do it. He'll hit you with a home run play to scare you maybe a little bit, put you on the edge of your seat. But then once you realize that it's still Justin Fields behind center, he'll miss his running back. He'll overthrow this receiver. He'll throw on the run. He'll escape the pocket when he shouldn't. I think he has a long way to go still, and I still don't love the thought that they have a defensive-minded head coach to help develop an offensive-minded quarterback. I think that they are pretenders, at least for this year. We'll see how that draft capital from this last draft helps them out, trading back, and they did get a good offensive tackle, but one tackle is not going to fix the entire line that I think is still um, underperforming. On to the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're the only team that won their division that I am going to call pretenders for next year due to the fact that they lost Brady. I don't like the fact that the Buccaneers had a losing record last year, and I don't like the fact that they lost Tom Brady. I'm sorry, Baker Mayfield is not doing anything for me. I think that they probably have another losing record again, and I think that they'll be competing with the Arizona Cardinals for what team is the worst in the NFC. Well, this is going to be a little weird now because our team that actually won the division is a pretender. So what do we look at with the Carolina Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons? Well, all of them have a little bit of taste, a little bit of different flavor, we'll say. Um, I'll put them all as contenders. Why? Well, they had the identical records last year. All of them went 7-10. and 10. All of them have very big flaws, but all of them have very big strengths. For Atlanta, it's their run game. They got Bajan Robinson. They got Tyler Algier. Their offensive line is a little better than people want to admit. They have some good weapons. Kyle Pitts, Drake London. My biggest concern for them is the quarterback position. Unless Desmond Ritter steps up and can be a solid game manager, I think that the Falcons are just pretty much run and defense. The sad thing about it, though, is that might be all it takes to really win that division this year. Again, one win maybe one or two wins, and they would have been in the playoffs last year, which is craziness. The uh, New Orleans Saints, I think that they're the most veteran experienced team going 7-10 and as well last year. They moved on from their quarterback situation of Andy Dalton and um, who else was it last year? Uh, Taysom Hill played for a bit and Jameis Winston. Um, Now they have Derek Carr. It's his real chance to prove that he's the guy. And uh, the only problem with it, though, is if the Saints as a veteran roster only could get a measly seven wins in that week division, I do worry about how they'll be able to improve on that. I could see them maybe being the favorite to win the division day one, but if they start having some injury issues with the veterans, we still don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara and his legal issues. Michael Thomas still exists, but we haven't seen him really play like what he's been known for since his big injury season where he's been missing an entire year. We still have a lot of questions about this team. I like some of the high-end talent like Cameron Jordan and Chris Alave, but I still have some concerns. And then you have the Panthers, who are kind of this wild card in the situation. They went 7-10 and 10 as well. They, I think, overperformed, while teams like the Saints might have underperformed. Um, they have Bryce Young now. I think that that's a huge addition. They have some good pieces in the run game. They added Miles Sanders. They added um, the receiver from Chicago, uh, DJ Moore. They've, or no, that's a whoops, other way around. DJ Moore's a bear now, but they have some solid receivers. I think for me, when it comes to the Panthers, 
they're going to have some questions when it comes to depth. I think they have some good pieces that they've been able to acquire over recent drafts, but I do worry about the depth. Um, They did have DJ Chark as a solid receiving option, but I do worry about his health. Um, Apparently that has been an issue several years in his career, especially when he was with the Lions, and apparently he had to have another offseason ankle surgery, so I do worry about that as well. Bottom line is I'm going to keep them all under the contender list even though i don't necessarily like all of them i think that this nfc south you could just draw a name out of a hat and that would probably be better than any prediction you could come up with finally nfc west 49ers contender i think that if brock purdy can come back and be healthy they are the biggest threat to the philadelphia eagles to win the nfc they have that gauntlet defense they have a scary offense with Debo and Christian McCaffrey and Kittle and just weapons all over the field. Um, I like this team a lot if Purdy can stay healthy. Seattle Seahawks, contender. I think that they are the best competition to dethrone San Francisco in the division. I think that could be a closer one. Maybe San Fran wins 11, 12 games. I wouldn't be shocked to see Seattle win maybe 10 or 11. I like what Geno Smith's been able to do. Their defense is going to step up. They added a ton of great pieces. Their offense is scary as well. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf on top of a young building offensive line. You have a solid veteran at Geno, uh, in Geno Smith again. And then Kenneth Walker is going to be a very good running back. On top of it, they added another running back in Zach Charbonnet. They have the power running back, and then they have the home run hitter. That is a scary team. I thought the Seahawks were going to be done for for a long time, but it looks like they're ready for another long playoff run. Los Angeles Rams, pretender. They got five wins last year. Yes, they lost Matthew Stafford for the majority of the year due to neck issues, concussion issues. He hasn't been the same since he he had his elbow surgery post-Super Bowl. I think that Stafford, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, some of that high-end talent, could push them to maybe win seven games at most, but I don't think that their depth and their health will be able to get them through an entire season and potentially do any sort of competition for the playoffs. Tell me what you think about the Rams, though. I think that they have a long, ugly rebuild ahead of them. They said F them picks for a long time. Now it looks like they really want some of those draft picks back. And then finally, I said it at the beginning, but the Arizona Cardinals... Drum roll, please. Pretender. They honestly could just stay at home and they'd probably get the same record they'd play actually going to the football games. Sorry if you're a Cardinals fan. I don't know what it is, but I just love roasting the team. So there's always bad teams that I love making fun of. So sorry, Cardinals fans, but you had it coming there. So we had our long football segment of the day for those who have been missing football talk. Now we're going to go to hockey talk, then NBA talk. See you soon. All right, on to ice hockey. Well, for those who also are happy, this is going to be a long episode because we still got hockey, we still got basketball. I'm giving you all the content you can get while I'll be gone for a week, so. To start things off, I had a good prediction last night. The Stars defeated the Knights. I thought that they were going to be able to do that and survive. Um, Ric Flair gave a signature. Woo! Um, apparently, uh, that that helped the, the Dallas Stars win. Thank you to Ric Flair for his support. Um, 
They defeated the Golden Knights to survive. However, I think that they're probably just going to be beheaded on TV when it comes to them returning to Vegas. Um, I think that, that the Knights are going to win that, and then I will be giving you my hockey predictions for the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm excited for it. Um, shows how much faith I have in the Stars that I'm pretty much talking about the Stanley Cup without them being a part of it. So I think that the Knights win Game 5, take control, of the series, win it outright, and then they head to the Stanley Cup. I think I'm really excited for this one. I think the Golden Knights have been one of the teams. They, I think they made it to the, the finals in like their first or second year um, being a, an organization, which was really interesting. I would like to see them maybe lift a cup. Uh, Florida Panthers and the Golden Knights. These are not staples of hockey. These are not blue bloods by any means. Um, but the, the Panthers were a team, the, the team to beat last year, and they were beat very early on in the playoffs. And the Golden Knights were a team that came up short with a miracle Cinderella run for the Stanley Cup. So either way, we're going to have a team, a very enjoyable team, potentially win their their Stanley Cup this year. So, uh, and again, shows how much faith I have in the Dallas Stars. If they somehow come back from 3-0, uh, maybe, maybe we'll talk about that and how it was the craziest upset of all time. But <laughs> shows my faith in them moving on to the nba the boston celtics take game five versus the heat i was wrong again the heat have cooled off um so i made the joke that uh <laughs> marcus smart said they don't don't let us get one uh well jalen brown said last night don't let us get another one um at this rate yes the celtics have flipped the script um, the Heat not only have lost two games, but they have been destroyed in two games. I mean, a 20-5 to run to start this game for the Celtics in the Boston Garden. The Heat need to come out, and they need to put on a show back in Miami really quick in Game 6. I'm not saying that the series would be over if they lose, but I'm also saying I don't really want to see what happens. I've picked the Heat to go to the finals. I don't want to see what happens if they blow game six. Um, no team has ever won a series coming down from 3-0. It would be insane to see it happen. And a lot of the talk that I think a lot of people, myself included a bit, at times have said, hey, this team just doesn't want it. They just don't want it. Jason Tatum's not a tough clutch player. Jalen Brown, he can't hit the ocean if he was standing on the boat. Um, yeah, I they've really been turning it around. I'm impressed with it. I will – I'm sorry. Maybe I'm jinxing you guys. I'm taking the Heat to win game six. I feel like what they did in the first few games really just shows what they're capable of, and I think that they will close out the series one way or another. I think they will close out the Celtics and go on to the finals. What I will say for it is, um, yeah, I think that – no matter what happens, the Denver Nuggets are enjoying this because these teams are beating the absolute crap out of each other. And I think both teams would lose to the Celtics or not the Celtics, the Nuggets in a seven game series. So I think that the Nuggets are just sitting back and laughing. Jokic is drinking a whole two liter of Diet Pepsi or whatever the case was. If you haven't heard that story here, hear that one about Jokic's rookie season. But bottom line, I think that this is a good series. I think. If the Celtics somehow push into seven games, it'd be an all-time great series. I'd love to hear ESPN do to the Celtics if they do end up losing what they did with the Lakers, saying, man, 
I've never seen a team get swept as good as the Lakers did. That was that was the most laughable thing I think I've heard in a long time. It's not, wow, congrats on the Nuggets of beating a team with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, you know, sweeping them, beating them on the road and at home. Um, it was, you know, Nuggets won a four-game series. But how about the Lakers? I mean, they just fought so hard. My poor king. The elevation was getting to him. I mean, they just they fought so hard like they're professionals they're not getting a cheese stick and a capri sun after the game like they are professionals they should have played better they shouldn't have been swept the talent difference really wasn't that bad the only reason why they were an eight seed or a seven seed is because they didn't perform half the season so anyway sorry had to get that out so tired of laker fans they're the most annoying fan base ever at least nick fans like they're annoying, but they just suck all the time. Laker fans, as soon as they get good, they just they just talk so much, or they just say how the world's unfair. So there's my uh, just absolutely off-the-rail rant today. But um, with that being said, we got through our basketball. We got through our hockey. I will say, I'll, I'll put it this way for the predictions. If somehow Boston can steal this road game against Miami in game six, Keep an eye on out oh, for some history. I I might might try and make a bonus episode on that if it happens. But um, yeah, that would be some insanity if that actually happened. But keep an eye out. All right. With that being said, we are going to put a wrap on the episode today. Thank you all for listening. Hope you liked the little longer episode today because again, it's gonna be a while you're gonna hear my voice. I'm gonna miss y'all. So don't forget about me. Not dying. Just a vacation. Might have a bonus episode come out in the middle of the week. Might not. I'll let you know on my Facebook. So, see you later. Take care. See you next week. Bye.